So car history, Jesus, right, okay. Car history is tricky, so I passed my test when, um, when everything was in black and white. Um, my dad was, so, okay, yeah, go back a step. So when, um, before I was born, my dad used to race cars, he used to build his own, you know, this is a long time ago. Um, mostly ovals, um, stock cars, that kind of stuff. Uh, ran a few cars on the hills, hill climbing, because um, I grew up down in Plymouth. Um, so yeah, that was that was sort of him before I was born. He was always a mechanic, always doing stuff. Um, you know, after I was born, same, still a mechanic, worked for various places. Um, you know, done a bit of all sorts, and eventually moved into HGVs. Got his own lorries and did some. Uh, he was a driving instructor, and that's really where things got particularly interesting for me. So I've kind of been driving, if you like, off-road, but off not off-road as in four by four, but off-road on private land, trucks and cars and buses and all sorts. Ever since I don't know, ever since forever, really. I suppose since I was an early teen. So 13, 14, I was driving my dad's lorries. So I drive them, and like a new pupil. Would, so I'd, I'd do the, the um, driving test reverse, for example, in a 40-foot Arctic when I was 13. And my dad would be talking to the new pupil while I did the reverse. And then they'd get in it. The idea being, if a 13-year-old lad can do it, a, a grown-up can do it, piece of piss. Not so, but, you know, nonetheless. So I've always been around cars. And um, I got my first car when I was uh, 16, Mini, inevitably. Uh, it was a proper heap of shit as well, really bad. So I did loads of work on it, sills, valances, A-panels, all the usual shit. Um, painted it. And then uh, when I was 17, that was ready for me. Passed my test, first time, obviously. Um, I, I took two months to do it, but I actually only had two lessons. But um, my dad was taking me out, you know, so it doesn't really count. So yeah, did that. Um, and then since then, so I had the Mini, that was wicked try as I might, I couldn't break it. I rammed it into a hedge down in Devon, bent the steering rack, and the rear subframe had to be replaced because that was rusty. In fact, the garage tried to uh, tried to um, impound the car because I took it in for some MOT work, and he wouldn't let me drive it home because it was in such a shit state. So I more or less had to wrestle the keys off him and just drive away in it. So yeah, Mini. I had a Beetle, 1972 Beetle 1300. Freaking love that car. Strange. I mean, they're a weird car, aren't they? They're, uh, they're not fast, they're not comfortable, they're shit to drive, they don't handle, they're cold in the winter, hot in the summer, really basic inside, but, oh man. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe one of my all-time favorite cars ever, the Beetle, I think. Pre-67, really, but. So yeah, the Beetle. Um, God, I've had all sorts, all sorts. Mark One Fiesta, when they weren't that old. You know, they are old, but not that old. Um, what else? I had a Subaru, Subaru Estate. I can't remember what it's called, but it's um, it's the the, the pickup version is called the Brat. I had a Subaru Estate. That was cool. Wish I'd kept that. That would look really cool now. There's a guy on YouTube's got one uh, on Instagram called Numa Chris, and uh, I saw it at Jackfest. Absolutely beautiful. Slammed on banded steels. I think he's changed the wheels now. Really clean. Beautiful, beautiful car. Well worth a look. Numa P N E U Numa Chris. Um, so yeah, Subaru, uh, God, just loads of cars. Cortina Estate for a while. That was that was uh, that was lowered on uh, Spax gas adjustables and 
had a five-speed Sierra box, Tulia Pinto, that was fun. Um, yeah, just all sorts. In later years, loads of company cars, Passats and 100 Accord and um, Subaru Impreza, GB270, that was quite a nice thing. Um, but, you know, I, inevitably I eventually got into motorbikes. My dad told me not to. Said he would always support me with getting a car, but never a motorbike. Needless to say, I got a bike. And uh, so I passed my test the first time, as you would expect. And then ended up with a little GSXR 400. GK76A, I think it is, frame. That was fun. But, you know, you get, it just doesn't, it's only got about, I don't know, 60 horsepower or something. So, but really fun to ride, but ultimately limited, you know, acceleration and stuff. On the road, anyway. So, yeah, got rid of that and bought a um, GSX, uh, yeah, GSXR 750 SRAD. That was nice, that was quick. Love that bike. Went over to uh, Assen in it. That was a good trip. Um, I don't know, ZXR 750 H2, uh, Triumph TT 600. That was Epa's shit. Actually, it wasn't Epa's shit. It was uh, damage repairable, only done about 1400 miles. And um, so, bent forks, bent wheel frame was straight, engine was fine, bit of bodywork, put it all back together, got some Maxton front forks from it off Jack Lilly Racing, that was off their old TT Triumph um, TT600 with their TT bike, they were awesome, and the thing handled, put some Metzler Rennsports on it, and man it was the best handling bike I've ever been on, it was brilliant, but it just looked like heap of shit, and uh, fueling was terrible. Absolutely terrible. Off the throttle, so you, you break into a corner, tip into a corner, just about getting your knee down, and you're just opening the throttle, and that first turn of the throttle, fucking really snatchy, horrible. Horrible. Really nasty fueling on that thing. Could never cure it. Had it remounted, all sorts. And it was Triumph's first attempt, I think, at fuel injection, and uh, yeah, a decent enough engine, but just the map, the fuel map was terrible. So yeah, so Triumph TT 600 and a few other bits and pieces, but currently no bikes, unfortunately, which is sad, but uh, I will endeavour to get another, but I've um, got kids instead, so I guess a combination of self-preservation and uh, lack of expendable income has seen, has put paid to bikes for the moment, but only temporarily. <laughs>